Good afternoon, this is H.T. Webster, and this is episode 14 of season one of my podcast, Shared Consequences. Um, <clears throat> for those new listeners, I would like to ask you to please um, play these on whatever app you're using from uh, oldest to newest, and that way you can follow along the path of the story um, that I'm uh sharing with everyone as far as child sexual abuse goes and the consequences that it brings to the victims, the victims' families, and those that are close to them. Um, I've been gone for a few days because I've been trying to work on a timeline for you on the background of the principal himself. Um, I told you, you know, I was 13 years old when I started at Afton Central School. Um, so I wanted to give you a little bit of background about where he came from. And, um, as I was doing so, as I'm doing the research, you know, I'm finding articles that came out about my case, uh, once the case was brought to trial and, um, several articles during that time, uh, in the press and sun bulletin and, (laughs) It is completely, absolutely enraging to me at this point now, um, now that I'm old enough to understand things. I mean, at that time when the trial came out, um, I knew that there was things in the paper. I certainly did not read them, had no interest in reading them as I only wanted to evaporate off the face of the earth anyway. So, but now that I'm older and I'm reading these articles about this trial and this principle and this fucking judge and it's disheartening so I know I promised you I was going to give you a timeline I have those but I still want to put together a little bit more of that um, before I um, share that with you I, I want to get it more accurate because right now my notes are just scrawled everywhere But some of the articles that came out about this, um, once the arrest was made, and let's stop there for a second. One thing that I did find interesting was that the arrest was made finally. um, Well, first of all, he was given a fucking appearance ticket, but it was for October 4th, um, which which was my mother's birthday, October 4th, 1990. And that was my mother's birthday. So I thought that was um, pretty interesting. I'm quite certain it's not the gift she was looking for and, and at any time in her life. But maybe at that point she was. Um, because once this all came to light, you know, everybody in my family, there's no guidebook for this. There's no manual. There's... There weren't things in place at that time for victims of crimes. There was crime victims associates, but, you know, they didn't touch on anybody but me. I mean, they didn't really counsel my parents or my sister or, you know, tell us what to expect or anything for that matter. So, but the arrest took place on my mother's birthday. Um, I didn't want to blow this up yet, but. I'm so angry that I really don't know how not to. So um, I'm going to give you a a little foreshadowing. I wasn't going to go too um, 
the process of the trial yet or the court dates, but um, I, I have to tell you, you know, if I get hit by a fucking bus tomorrow, I, you guys got to know what I know now. So first of all, the fucking judge in the case quote quoted himself in the paper of stating how he was good friends with the principal and had been for a number of years. Um, but he wouldn't recuse himself unless the principal was uncomfortable with him presiding over the proceedings. Okay. So I'm going to stop there for a second. I understand that we're talking about, you know, 25 plus years ago. I, I get that. But we're not talking about the 40s or the 50s or the 60s. We're talking about the fucking 90s. And I now am a court clerk for two separate judges. And I know enough to know that they won't even let me place a parking ticket in front of them if they know who the defendant of that fucking parking ticket is. So now you have a judge, a town justice, who admittedly puts in print in a quote, in a newspaper article that he is friends with the principal and has been for a number of years. The judge's wife is vice president of the school board under the principal and has been for a number of years. She's also the fucking clerk at the court. (laughs) Um, So... That's re- that's reality for me. So now this thing is blown up, okay? They don't use my name because of my age, but you know, they describe me as a girl who moved to the district at a certain time and is good friends with the family. Um, you know, so they might just as well have used my name because again, Afton is a very small town and it did not take a genius to figure out who that was. It was me, clearly, and everybody fucking knew it. So at this point in my life, my worst fear has come true. The whole world fucking knows. And now nobody's going to fucking believe me. So, all right. So you got the judge, friends with the principal, the district attorney, excuse me, makes a motion to have the trial moved because of that. To which the judge replies again in black and white in a newspaper article that this case comes down to credibility. No, excuse me. That was not the judge. That was the principal's attorney. So, okay, the principal's attorney um, does not want the trial moved. Because his quote is, this case, the sole issue in this case is credibility. So the case should be heard where all the potential jurors know the people and the defendant. Okay? Credibility. Because that's what I wanted in my life. You know, I wanted to uh, make up some lie um, so that I could ruin the rest of my life. That was my goal. Right? Like it sounds so fucking ridiculous that adults are talking about children who are victims of sexual abuse the way that they're talking about. 
So what you're going to understand in this is I, as I go through some of this and try to set my anger aside enough to explain it well enough for you to understand is that <clears throat> we were screwed out of the gate. First of all, I didn't blow the whistle. I told you before, my sister caught him in the act. Okay. <clears throat> she wasn't 13. She was 16. So, um, maybe a little more credible, you know, than myself. <laughs> but why would she say, you know, well, of course she wouldn't. But I guess my point is of what happened, once this came to light, what happened in this town was everybody in this town, with the exception of very few people, very fucking few people, turned against me, turned against my family, blamed me, blamed me that I seduced a 50-year-old odd, some odd principal. I did that. That's how powerful I am, right? Um, I had teachers once that came out in the papers. I've still tried to go to school. I mean, I'm still trying to go to school every day and pretend that nobody knows it's me, but clearly the whole fucking world knows it's me. And I had teachers that wouldn't even fucking look at me. Like, that's how angry they were. They would not even look at me. Teachers who I had some sort of rapport with prior, at least, you know, eye contact. No. I had people that would like, teachers that would like shake their head at me or walk past me in the hall, wouldn't speak to me if I said hello, shit like that. Um, of course, uh, my locker was destroyed on several occasions, whore written on it, you know, um, my eyeglasses uh, crushed inside their case, all my books ripped and torn and <clears throat> thrown on the ground, you know, the usual bullying. Um, thank God I didn't have to deal with the cyber bullying because that wasn't around then. Jesus Christ, I probably wouldn't have made it, honestly. But so now, like I said, my my biggest fear has fucking come true. And um, the whole world knows. And everybody's blaming me. Just as he taught me that it was going, if it, if it came out, <clears throat> it was going to end up being my fault. Um, <clears throat> so it's October 90 when the, when the trial and such comes out. Um... I'll go back to the day the DA asking to asking the court to change the venue, um, and this is the quote from the fucking judge. This is from the judge. Okay, I want that to be very clear. This is a judge. We do have changing lifestyles. He stated in reference to the motion to move the venue. We do have changing lifestyles that may not seem proper to many people, but can still be legal. What the fuck does that mean? Does it mean that this principal is in love with me? And, uh, you know, that's what he tried to tell his good buddy, the judge, who calls him Dave. Well, I guess I gave that away. I'm, I'm tired of, of trying to... <clears throat> keep that at bay too. I mean, what's the point now, you know? But anyways, they're on a first name fucking basis. And this was the quote that he said. And then he says, Vindicting, 
vindictiveness, finger pointing, and scrutiny could all be side effects. Now, who do you think he's talking about? That motherfucker ain't talking about me. He ain't talking about the scrutiny that I'm enduring or the finger pointing that I'm enduring. He's worried about his buddy. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Okay? So not only do we have a crime of child sexual abuse, we have an entirely different crime on top of that and that is the way that this fucking case was handled from day fucking one you are talking about a prominent member of the community that people basically worship and due to that fact that entire fucking place tried to take me down to my knees and they did i'm not gonna lie they did But all the people that were put in place to protect me, to protect children from pedophiles, did a wonderful, extremely wonderful, above and beyond job at protecting the predator instead. And I know that I am not the only one. I know this happens throughout history with the priests and all that bullshit, but... This one's mine. This one I fucking own. This one, adults who were left to legally serve and protect me, protected the predator. And not only did they do that, they blatantly fucking did it. They did it in black and white. They did it in paper. They did it on paper. They did it on the fucking record. Okay? I want you to understand that because they didn't know it and I certainly didn't know it at that time, but they were all victims of him also now of his manipulation. Now that is not a fucking excuse and I'm not trying to, um, you know, save them now because I would like to hold every fucking one of them accountable in one way or another that, that you allow this to happen to a child that you allowed a child to take the blame for the sexual behavior of a 50 plus year old man. And that you thought that that was exactly what happened the way he said it did. And that just makes me sick to my fucking stomach, like sick to my stomach. So to me, that's a crime on top of the crime that has already taken place. And that has its own set of consequences that come with it for me and its own wounds. Um, It's sad. It's sad that this has gone on and on throughout this country and most likely the world. And uh, with the fucking Sanduskies and the Epsteins um, and the David Curtises of the world who just keep moving on, doing their predatory dance and the people around them are helping and enabling them to continue to hurt children. And I'm sorry for all of the victims and the families of the victims that may have experienced that because one other failure, epic failure of this all coming out into a trial and into the public eye was that I was convinced I was gonna stop this from happening. 
to somebody else because that's what my mother told me was going to happen. And we failed at that. We failed at that huge. And all it did was bring more suffering. All right. <clears throat> that's enough for today. I will get the timeline out to you, but I, I wanted to tell you uh, a little bit about the outline of all the people that he had at his ready. And um, I don't know. I guess that's all I got today. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.